On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, hey, they've always got the good oil, pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. It is that time on a Monday when we get to find out a little bit about the story behind the name. And joining us now on the phone is a trainer from the southern part of New South Wales. Her name is Donna Scott, and I think we're going to see this name appear when we'll firstly when we're in Albury tomorrow when we'll have a chat with her live about her country championship horses, but also getting to that big stage there for the country championship final when it comes to Royal Randwick. She's got a couple of nice horses which could find themselves there. Donna, good morning to you. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm very well. Great to talk with you. And great to talk to you about not just the horses and what's happening on the track, but to talk about yourself. Let's go back and go right back to the start. Where were you born, Donna? Yes, born and bred in Albury, local girl. So so, so to be training where you grew up, uh, that must, you know, that must be a real 360 for you. Yeah, look, for sure. It's um, sort of I was never great at school and we were born and bred on a farm in between Aubrey and Colcairn and um, liked the outdoors more than school and was always we had horses on the farm and things like that and, um, then yeah my dad had a couple of race horses and it was funny enough we horses were trained with Ron Stubbs um, who trains still here now and he was looking for some workers and dad said I'll send my daughter in and probably the worst thing he ever did because then I met a jockey, married him and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> At what age um, was the, did the horse sort of become a an attraction to you? I mean, was there a, do, you, do you remember a particular moment? Was it What was it about the animal? No, look, I think it was just, as I said, on a farm and we just had, from the time we could, my dad was always into horses and obviously had them there and we just had ponies from the time we could walk sort of thing, we just had horses all the time. So, um, yeah, it was just something. Like I've got a brother and sister, and my brother, he couldn't give two hoots about horses. He's They're not his cup of tea. My sister's involved heavily with them, but I think it's just something you either take to them or you don't, I think. it's There's no in-between with race horses or horses in general. Mm. When you... Um are dealing with the horses what do you love about them you know because they're quite intelligent animals yeah look i think the biggest thing is they've all got a personality of their own there's no two horses that are the same um you know you can't treat them all as the same they're all individuals and some take a lot more working out than others and um i think that's the biggest it's a bit of a challenge with them uh, and to try and get the best out of them and things like that i think and as I said, they're a real, um, you know, you can step out your door and they hear you open the door and they'll whinny to you. And, um, yeah, they're, they're a real, like as much as you say, other like dogs, they're, they're very similar, I think. They, they're quite an intelligent animal. Donna, with your career, so you started off obviously in Albury, you've worked your way through. And in that journey, though, you've worked for a number of um, big industry players Peter Snowden, you worked a lot of time at Darley, didn't you? Yes, I did. I had 12 months up there. Um, it was just something, I think, obviously, Brett had passed away and the kids were still young, and my husband, and, and I took over the horses. Obviously, he trained, and when he passed away, I was lucky enough to get my licence and continue on with a couple of horses. Um, and then the kids had finished school, and I'd always wanted to... Um, 
be, you know, I'd always hear that trainers that were up and coming always worked under good trainers. And I thought, well, that was probably, you know, a smart thing to do, learn from the best. So when the opportunity came, I, I yeah, packed up here and I took my eldest daughter, Danielle, with me because she was starting to want to get into horses. So we both moved up to Sydney and I had 12 months up there and it was the best thing I ever did. What did you learn? Oh, look, just so many different, like placing horses. Peter's great at with young horses and educating them for bigger races and, and how he plans it out. Just all those and a lot of little things with just treatment for horses, like icing, looking after legs and picking horses out. It was such a great stable to be involved with so many good horses and great people around Peter as well that it was... Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I just found it very interesting. I was lucky enough to be sent away and be up at Doomden um, when Epaulette won the, the big race up there. So just to see what went into preparation for horses for them, big races and, and you know, even gear, so many things. Um, I just took it all in. I followed as many people as I could and asked as many questions and and just, yeah, for, for when I came back home. When you came back home, what was the decision to, to go back home? Was that just purely based on what had happened in your life and you thought, right, I'm going to go back home and be around family and friends? Yeah, um, I'm a yeah country girl at heart and I got a bit homesick. Danielle ended up coming home, so sort of there was no one up there. And, um, yeah, I'm just um, – Danielle, my daughter goes crook at me a bit because I don't like to leave my own little digs. <laughs> I don't have the big ambitions of travelling overseas or anything. I love it here. And just, yeah, obviously families, my parents are here and brothers and sisters and all that. And I just, yeah, I just had got a bit homesick and thought, you know, it was time. Um, you know, I just had missed home so much and just, yeah, decided to come home. And sitting up at home after you'd been away, was that a difficult thing to try and get clients in? No, it wasn't. I went back didn't dive straight into it I um because we only did it part-time Brett and myself we only had like five horses or just something to keep us interested in and it wasn't a big concern and um and then I come back and just had a job and I was just doing it part-time um dad he took out the trainer's license when I went away to keep poking about with a couple of horses and so and then it just sort of snowballed I started to get wasn't going too bad and then it just sort of yeah snowballed and I ended up leaving the job then and taking it on full-time training. When you were training in your own right we're chatting with Donna Scott this morning of course who runs their Hazel Park um, racing the you'd obviously been around good horses at Darley so you knew what a good horse was when you were starting to get those good ones jump out of the pack was it I mean it must definitely have put a spring in your step makes it easier to wake up of a morning doesn't it? Oh, look, it does for sure, and um, I, you know, it does, and you can sort of pick horses, and it's getting bred, better bred horses, and obviously that's where my sister and brother-in-law come into play a bit. They started, you know, and it's even a little bit of history with it at the minute. I, I trained a horse, and it was when Brett died. Um, our uh, cashed-up lady was the mare, and she'd won a couple, and I thought she had a plenty of ability, but then she broke down, and Reese, he was good enough to send her to a stallion and breed with her and then she produced Lord Von Koster and um, a, another mare that won a couple and now she's she's produced our last cash uh, leading into championships. So it's it sort of 
it's it's great to have them horses and we started to get better bred horses and it does it makes getting out of bed a lot easier um of a morning when you have horses coming through like that and even if you know uh, we buy a few tried horses and clients are happy to put in a little bit more money try and get a better bred horse and things like that so um it definitely um it makes it a lot easier when you can walk out and have a look at a, some nice horses in your stable yeah, very much so. We're chatting with Donna Scott this morning, of course. Uh, Donna, you're training a number of good horses. What are some of your horses you're going to target towards the country championships? Well, hopefully we'll have four, maybe five, that he might not get a start, but um, Garsonic, Our Last Cash, Clever Art and La Sante are the horses. I think we'll all gain starts in the race on Saturday and snapbooks there uh, on the borderline, but um, yeah, look, I couldn't be happier with the four, four and even five horses that can target the race on Saturday. Um, I, I have a few sleepless nights coming up because horses, they can be here one day and something can go amiss, but um, I'll be out every morning crossing fingers and toes to make sure they're all in one piece. And um, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're four nice horses going into the race anyway. What's it like to uh, train at Albury, mate? Ah, oh, look, it's, I think it's it's fantastic. We could have a little sort of improvements maybe with um, the training facilities, another track and things like that. But um, there's a great banter here at the minute. Obviously, Mitch Beer's here and Ron Stubbs, but Mitch provides plenty of entertainment of a morning. There's no such thing as boring track work morning when Mitch is about. And um, we all have a nice little rivalry amongst us and... Um, I think there's great people here. We have great vets, farriers and all that. Um, I think it's it's the ideal place to train horses from, um, yeah. you know, even location-wise, going to Sydney, Melbourne. We have a great opportunity here. And, yeah, I think it's um, – I wouldn't change it for the world. We're chatting with Donna Scott this morning. What's the best horse you've trained, Donna? Uh, Lord Von Costa would have to be. Um, probably he won a couple of listed races for us and – um, he'd be at the top of the list and then Ben Along Dancer probably comes after him with what she did like leading into championships. She made it three times, which was a massive effort and ran third one year, so but uh yeah, that they they're my two probably top top horses that I've been um lucky enough to, to train. Yeah. Donna, what about the best day at a racetrack you've ever had? Um oh I think winning the Creswick, as much as probably we didn't train him at that stage, Stephen Brown did, but winning the Creswick um, with Lord Von Costa was probably the best day. It was, um, yeah, unbelievable to have a horse that you've you owned the mother and you bred the horse and has seen him as a foal and develop into that. And to win a big race like that was, it was an unbelievable day. It, um, yeah, we had a, a fairly long night that night. Yeah, as ex- as expected. And, I guess to ask you on the flip side, what hasn't been your most pleasant Taylor racetrack? Um, look, touch wood. Luckily, I haven't had anything um, too too devastating. Obviously, you have bad days when you go to the races and you think you've got some good chances and they don't perform. But as I said, touch wood because I know that when Brett was alive, we did take a horse down to Flemington and he didn't come home. We had to come home with an empty float. So that was a pretty yeah. um, horrific day, but touch wood for me so far, there there hasn't been, um, I've been lucky enough because it, it's the industry and it can happen, but 
uh, I can't at this stage say, yeah, there's a day that I wish I could never have over again. I've been pretty fortunate at this um, stage not to have that happen to me. Is there a race that got away, though? Probably every week. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think uh, Benelong Dancer in the championships when she ran third, like she it was, she was really coming, and and that was a a day that God, you as I said, it's such a tough race to win up there, and and it was you know everything was pretty primed for it, and we thought she was a massive chance. It's probably one that's um, yeah. It's a, it's a, I don't know, I take this country championship as a pretty big ordeal and to win it would be something amazing. So yeah. she got fairly close. So if you could have that, that you know, um, it, it, as much as it was unreal that she ran third, but it's probably one that got away from us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think too, uh, Donna, just from talking to you, you, you love horses that you have to, to build with, iron out their creases, learn more about them. Is that your training style, you would say? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we'd like to, um, you know, we sort of class ourselves as a bit of a boutique stable and uh, I like to be very hands-on, not that trainers aren't, but it's just trying to work out what the best, um, you know, what the distances they want and what you've got to do to try and get them to get to their best. I think it's there's more to it than just sending them around every day and and I like to try and work them out and see that you can get the best out of them and, and what little things you need to tweak um, to do it in the process. And when that does pay off and you have worked it out and they do um, sort of win or, you know, get the job done, it's it's, it's very satisfying um, to the team and myself that, you know, we were on the right page and that's what the horses needed to, um, you know, get the best out of them. Donna... Looking at your strike rate, you've got an incredible strike rate. You've got, uh, and it's been like that throughout your career. Is it something that you have focused on with your stable? You know, obviously any trainer, they need good horses. You can't have slow horses in your stable because, you know, for every slow horse that brings, you know, people are looking at those sort of percentages and whatnot. So it's something that you've really targeted, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. Just results for owners. They put so much, it's, a big cost so you try and uh, I don't like having horses and it gets to the stage where you haven't won a race with it um, and you know because it's it's not a cheap industry it costs a lot to train a horse so to give owners back I try to as much as we can place them right and, and get that win for them most owners as long as you can get one win with their horses um, that's all they sort of ask for in return, they get a photo on the wall or whatever it is and a day at the races. So, yeah, we try and um, sometimes you've got to go far and wide to win races with horses. But um, I think it's just a matter of, yeah, placing them. We do try and pride ourselves on trying to get the horse in the best possible race. If it's a bit of time, we try and give them that and then to try and get the best result. I'm not sure if that's what it is and why our strike rate is. Um, that good, but I, the old quote from Bart Cummings was that you you keep yourself in the best company and your horses in the worst company to try and get wins with them, and I think that's what we try and do. If we don't think there are genuine chance, we'll probably scratch and wait to the right race to get the right outcome for owners. What about um, the way in which country racing has changed in in your time of training and in pretty much thirty years of being involved with the game. It's extraordinary, isn't it? 
Oh, it's unbelievable the the changes and the prize money and um, things that are happening in the industry in New South Wales is yeah it's it's a bit mind blowing really and to opportunity to to like even your tab highways like you know we you got to be realistic we tra- train in the bush we're not going to get million dollar horses and it's hard to go to Saturday city races and win races and get owners that big prize money but. With these incentives, country boosted races and um, your tab highways, it's a it's a big chance for owners, um, yeah, to get them some good money back into their pockets, and then hopefully it all snowballs. I think then they might go and spend a bit more at a yearling sale, and you get a bit better horse in your stables in time. And um, it's all about the dollar, unfortunately, but it's great that, um, as I said, these incentives are put in place and. Uh, like I said, it's just why well, it makes it so much, you know, why would you want to leave Aubrey when you've got all these these things in place that you can say to your owners, let's go and buy a nicer horse and target tab highways and you're going to get a nice return if we can get one that's good enough to go there. And have you found that, uh, that when you've gone to purchase horses where they be tried or, or or new ones at certain sales, you've been dropping that, you've been using that? Yeah, look, for sure, even I've got, um, even new horses in the stable hopefully it's from our sort of track record that horses mightn't be good enough to quite make it in the city but they look at sending ring up and say we'll send a horse down because you know it's not sort of cutting it in the city but it looks like it's a horse that could make a tab highway and these country boosted races so uh, it helps with that as well to try and get new horses in the stable and um you know, and that all then just snowballs into other things that will happen in time. If you can get the job done, they might not send. They might just send you a better horse down the line, somewhere along the line. And because the money is so good um, for country trainers, that you know, it's the the bigger owners might say, "We'll send one down to you." Mm, exactly right, Donna. What about um, your your family? Obviously, your daughter's involved. Um, obviously, Blakey. Um, you know, he's like a uh, he's an integral part of your family. I mean, it's extraordinary how things grow and develop, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. Like that's even with um, myself, how we got a bit busier and and how that snowboard. It was I had a track work rider here that she unfortunately won dropped her and she broke her arm quite badly and I was sort of stuck in a bit of position where I had about 10 or so horses in work and wasn't going to be able to get them trained and that's when Blake he was sort of going okay in Sydney but he'd come out of his time and he wasn't really you know hitting the ground running there and they just had had their first daughter and so put it to him and they moved down here and he come to ride for me and and I think that's you know, was part of what kept things sort of rolling along for me. He, you know, it was a great combination that we had. Danielle rode work and Blake was riding races. And I think it's a massive thing to have a stable jockey. He, you know, we worked in together and uh, I think as much credit goes to them with where I probably am at, at this point in time with my career. And Danielle still does come down and do gallops and has a fair input in the business. So, yeah, it's, we are very business uh, family oriented, um, you know, involved with my mum and dad, everything. So, and all these things help down the line. If you don't have good people behind you, it's a real struggle. So, um, we were trying to get Blake to come for country championship, but it's hard to prize him out of Victoria at the minute. So, he is flying, isn't he? Yeah, he's look, he's 
you know, he put the riding on the wall here in the country and it's good to see went and took a punt and took a crack down there and um yeah, he's holding his his own well and truly. So just needs a bit of luck and the right horse and yeah, hopefully he continues on. Donna, what would a if you had uh, a, a young Donna Scott standing in front of you right now, an eighteen year old Donna Scott, what would you say to her? What advice would you give her? Um, head down, bum up, work hard. Um, yeah, just that would probably be it. Basically, you go with your gut feeling and and um, yeah, be honest and truthful and and go from there. But I think it's mainly about working hard is the biggest thing. You put in the hours and the time, and most things will turn and come your way if you you hang tough with it. I think it's sensational, um, Donna, what you've achieved. Um, I know that uh, you have a, someone special looking down you every day, and yep. I think that uh, you're going to have some fun with these horses because they're they're beautifully bred, they run well, and who knows? Uh, to see you in that big race at Royal Randwick, I think there'd be uh, there wouldn't be a dry eye in the house. No, that's it. But look, it's um, it has been it's been a great ride, and hopefully it continues on, and um, yeah, we can get to Sydney again on the the big day, hopefully. Sensational. Donna Scott, thanks so much for coming on Monday's Experts. Thank you. Appreciate it.